But you say I'm just a friend. But you say I'm just a friend. Oh, baby, you. You got what I need. But you say I'm just a friend. But you say I'm. Oh, 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 baby, you. You got the gas that I need. So roll up with your good friend. Hey, hey, I roll up with your good friend on Wakey Bake with B. Mo. Ooh, yeah. I'm trying to be extra like Jeffrey Osborne. <laughs> oh, what a difference this real love can prove. So much oh, in love. Oh, what a difference. <laughs> what was the song uh, you sang the other day? Did you just bust out? Uh, <laughs> it was Jeffrey Osborne, too. What was it? Oh. When I come to <laughs> when I went out loud. Every time I turn around, back in love again. Right back, right back in love again. Good morning, good morning, y'all. My bad, my bad. I'm going to work right now. Every time I turn around, when I lose, I win. <laughs> Whatever the fucking nigga say. <laughs> back in love. <laughs> right back. It's okay. I, I, just, I just rolled over. Okay, well. You keep smoking it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh oh. I need to grind this with out. Or you don't want me to grind no more. No. You don't want me to grind no more. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, y'all. Welcome back to Hawaii Make We Be Mo. Oh, what a difference. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, if I don't really have that too much to talk about, to be honest with you. I mean. I want to say good morning. Let me say good morning to the people. We got Miss Riss B. Good morning. Victoria. Good morning. Paul Lorific. Is that what that says? Mm -hmm. Come on, eyesight. Let's go. Did you zoom in? What's going on? It's not you my left eye. That's what I have. I did eat a couple pieces of kale over the last month. What's up? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Make sure we say good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, Don't make me go through this. It's the big dog. Truck a lock. What's up, man? I don't know if you saw hey. that. Uh, the big dog had his own. He was getting to have his own festival. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about to happen down in uh, Elizabeth City. Nice. Okay. The truck stop truck day. That's what hey. they call it. Um, but it looks like it's been postponed. Oh, damn. That's all right. Well, you know, you got to postpone shit. Because right, shit right. can't be unpostponed. Post preponed? What? Pre Did you say preponed? Is there <laughs> another pwned? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Carl, good morning, man. I'm looking for that men's day, baby. <laughs> Every day. Every Let me time. not put that truck. Let me put that pressure on you, man. Good morning, man. We got a couple of things we want to talk about this morning. Um, uh, what we got to talk about? Let me look at the thing real quick. Oh, Lovecraft Country, Biz Marquee, and Stuff. We did lose uh, the, tu the, the Truck Stop Street Fest. That's what it was called. Mm. Thanks, truck. We did lose an important figure over the weekend. It does seem like every other week we come here on Who Waking May We Be Mo. That's the sad slow version. <laughs> <laughs> we come on here every week uh, and it seems like we are celebrating the transition of another icon. This week it is Bismarcky. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know Biz Marquis' uh, discography. Make the music with your mouth, Biz. I'm not going to sit here and, and say that I know these things, but when I came into the hip-hop game, and I recognize that I'm not the uh, the youngest chicken in the yard no more. Let's just say that. Let's say that. I'm not quite Tom Tom's age, but I'm not quite the youngest chicken in the yard. And so at 32, I recognize that my place within the hip hop generation is a very, is in a very precarious middle. Mm -hmm. There was a definite old school mm -hmm. prior to when I was born. 
and then there was a style that was dominated in the time that I was alive in the 90s. And then hip hop grew and blossomed into what we see it is and now. Yeah. So I feel like I, I feel like me, the J. Coles, the Chris Browns, us in the 32s, the 30s, us in the era, we live within the hip hop spectrum. We live in a very precarious middle. Uh, and before, and I say it to say that the OGs of the people who I loved, their OG was Biz Markey. And you could tell because Biz would show up in the most random places. Right. And on the most random songs, on the most random album right. somewhere. I'm listening to Will Smith. Don't judge me, y'all. Will Smith's one of my favorite rappers, but judge him up. Uh, uh, I'm listening to the random Will Smith album when I'm nine. <laughs> and here's Biz Marquee and Slick Rick on the track. And I'm like, oh, who is this? Who's this Biz Marquee fella? And then, uh, as I said on uh, Geronimo's podcast the other day, Chaos and Culture, um, I truly don't believe if you under the age of 23, you have organically found music. So when I was nine years old, or it might have been like 13, when I was 13 years old and I heard Biz Marquee on that track of Will Smith, what did I do? I went to Bear Share and I typed in Biz Marquee. Mm -hmm. And what did I find? I found a couple of tracks. One, I found it was the, uh, uh, I forgot, something with each of Boogers. And then the other one was uh, Just a Friend. And then it just so happened, and next day on the radio, I heard Mario's <laughs> version, 2002 Just a Friend, which is, I must say, <laughs> hidden. <laughs> the Mario version of Just a Friend. We love Bismarck. He was the day to celebrate him. But man, thank you for clearing that sample. Because goodness <laughs> right. gracious. That's a, That's a cut. <laughs> That's your cut. So many great memories. So many great memories. So many rejected uh, requests to dance to Just a Friend. And isn't that appropriate? Isn't that just appropriate? <laughs> Shout out to Mario for making music for ugly niggas like myself. Amen. Amen. Um, make the music with your mouth, biz. Oh, what's up, Danielle? Troy. What's that say? It's about the bottom right there. That's uh, Bear Share. Yes. And also, who we got? Q. What's up? Substantive material. So smart. goddamn smart. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, so so so, you know, and discovering and stuff, discovering Biz Marquee, OG's OG, um, uh, uh, watching the tributes on Instagram. Though, wow, I forget. Pardon me, I forget. Um, I do remember LimeWire. I damn remember LimeWire, Polarific, mm -hmm. uh, and Kazaa. Don't get me started. I know okay. the three. I know the big three. Okay, All three of them. Saw. Fuck my computer you know, up. Good Napster. morning. Huh? Remember yeah, I remember Napster. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when Napster was free. Right. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. I had an account. <laughs> okay? I had an account. Kids nowadays. Kids nowadays don't even listen to the damn radio, let alone. So I'm gonna go, don't get me started. I should just go ahead and get started because I don't really got much to talk about. See, here's the thing. It's a couple things I want to talk about when it comes to Biz Marquis. He was called the clown prince of hip-hop. I don't know why I had to be so dramatic right there. The clown prince of hip-hop. And it made me think, are there any other, are there clowns in hip-hop? I was watching a video yesterday, Jonathan Majors, who's one of my favorite black people on the planet right now, Jonathan Majors. Uh, if you haven't watched Loki, I'm about to spoil the shit out of it for you. At the end of time, there is one man. At the end of time, there is one man. The one who remains. He who remains. That's his name. Mm -hmm. And you know who it is? It's Tick. <laughs> it's Jonathan Majors. Rightfully so. Swole ass, yellow shirt ass nigga. So I'm watching this. I'm watching. Uh, this is not like jealousy. Yellow shirt ass, <laughs> yellow shirt ass nigga. <laughs> what? Gonna steal my whole steel. I wear yellow shirts in this bitch. <laughs> it's my thing. <laughs> hey, hate niggas come through prettier than you doing prettier things. <laughs> bitch niggas, shit. <laughs> my bad. I get an attitude with more attractive people. My apologies, y'all. <laughs> oh, Troy dropped down. My favorite. My favorite bootleg site is one that people often forget about but i'm actually designing my current website my current music experience website off of this site it was called jam glue mm -hmm. you remember jam glue no 
Oh, man. Jam glue was a place. Y'all got me talking about bootlegs because y'all know I'm the bootleg king. If you didn't know, I am the bootleg king. Holla at me if you need, uh, you remember uh, uh, Super Chillin'? If you need the yes. new version of Super Chillin', holla at me. I got you. Okay? <laughs> you know I'm the boot. Free 99. Anyway, Jam glue was a site that you just went to. One night you had to download. You go to jamglue.com and had a search bar. And you type in the song and it was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, blaming on the alcohol is the song that's like in my head the most <laughs> when I think about Jam Glue. I had a whole folder on my Dell mm-hmm. dedicated to Jam Glue. Now, the intentions of Jam Glue was to you would upload a song and then you could remix it on the site and then download it. But of course, niggas didn't remix shit. They just uploaded the song mm-hmm. and then other niggas downloaded the song. Right. God bless Jam Glue. Anyway, I was having a conversation with uh, Geronimo on Chaos and Culture, which is also going to be on the Bridge Podcast Network. Make sure y'all check that out. Thank you to the Bridge Podcast Network for distributing. Well, not distributing, but uh, providing the show. We want to appreciate you. Make sure you go to wibridge.com and check out more epi- more other episodes of Wake and Bake with BMOs along with other Bridge Podcast Network shows. Having a conversation with Geronimo on the, on the Bridge Podcast Network's Chaos and Culture, in which we're talking about the state of music. I don't talk so much. I forgot what I was talking about. We talking about um, Biz Marquis originally. Oh, yeah. right. So uh, uh, we came to the point of discovery. Mm-hmm. How were people discovering music? And I had a I had a very jarring thought that if you were under the age of twenty three, that you have not organically found the song, ever, right. like, ever. <laughs> Everything that you, every piece of music that has been put in front of your face has been paid for by somebody else to be put in front of your face. Mm-hmm. And although, although the radio used to be the objective nullifier of those situations, even those individuals are looking at streaming numbers and following numbers as metrics as to whether or not you can make it into the permanent programming rotation at a radio station. Now, you can make it on to one of these little DJ shows. You can make it to Hot or Not. You can make it on to a particular show. But are you going to be played at 3 o'clock in the afternoon when nobody else is actually truly, truly checking for you? I hate this TV. (laughs) When nobody is truly, truly checking for you. Um, And all of that started when people started to infuse money directly into music past gatekeepers through a system that we like to call algorithms. Mm -hmm. Now, the algorithm would make you think that there is an equitable playground, but all this equitable and algorithm is that everybody who was paid to participate in the algorithm is participating in the algorithm. And for a generation of people who hate the radio and are aux first when it comes to the car, mm-hmm. it should be no surprise why all of our music sounds the same. Right. It should be no surprise that all of our music sounds the same. 808, no bridge. You know what else I thought about? Niggas is making house music, but not making loops with it. Niggas ain't got no, ain't got no bridges, ain't got just vibes. But afraid to put that shit in the loop. Put that two minute song in a three minute, in a, in, a, in a three rotation loop. Make that shit house. Let's bounce, nigga. Shit. Niggas want to be just vibes anyway. I ain't got to start talking about music anyway. Jonathan Majors, because we were talking about the clown prince of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Majors had a video. I think it was GQ in which he details the ten things that he likes to carry around, or his ten essentials, or etc. And one of those things was a clown nose. Now, when I was a kid, my mom used to say, oh, you can go to college, you can go to clown college. But she was playing about clown college, but then one day I looked that shit up (laughs) (laughs) and realized that, like, to be a clown is kind of like it's a sacred performance art. Like, it's a transformation of the body. It's a genderless genderless spirit in the most innocent form. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are different types of clowns. You got your black hat clown. You got your white hat clown, which my favorite clown is the black, black hat clown. Because instead of walking around doing like little silly jokes and shit, they just walk around and talk shit. <laughs> Ugly motherfucker. <laughs> if you go to a universal circus show, there's a black hat clown walking around talking shit. He's walking slow. He's got a black and white face, and he's just like, mm, ugly kids, y'all need to sit down anyway. <laughs> I say it the same when people think of clowns, especially now in the in the modern. Uh, 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 if I if I call somebody a clown now, I call you a clown ass nigga. Hit the button for me. If I call you a clown ass nigga now, the insinuation is that you like in that you're not serious, that you like a jokester, et cetera, et cetera. But clowning is a serious work. Like it's a serious it's a serious art form. Uh, uh, and in attune to to miming, like these individuals take this shit serious. Right. It's not a game. Like professional rare wrestling, they do not take this shit serious. Um, I mean, they do take this shit 
very serious as it comes to, to clowning. So uh, um, I say all that to say that there was once a role in hip-hop for clowns, individuals who were uniquely absurd but still incredibly successful. And I feel like, now somebody correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like Bismarcky is the OG within that lane. You got other individuals, I'm trying to think older than Bismarcky, who would be just, I mean, silly hip hop was a situation just back in the 80s in general. The niggas was just a little more certain. If you remember in, um, um, uh, oh my God, what's that nigga? The Sugar Hill Gangs, um, hip hop, the hippie, that shit right there, the whole third verse is a joke about some girl who can't cook. And how he ate the chicken, and now he got to throw up because like it, it was bad chicken. So there's always been like this silly aesthetic within hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as hip hop has grown up, I have seen you know hip hop has naturally matured. Like we aren't just picking boogers like Biz was back in the day. Uh, but it made me wonder though, um, in this clown prince of hip hop lane, are niggas still clowning in hip hop now? The the now they call me old because I just already said I'm the I'm not the youngest. Um, chicken in yard no more, but I feel like the last nigga to truly be just all the way silly, and I'm not giving credit to no white man, but the last nigga to be just completely silly and be successful at it, sell platinum records, I feel like it was ludicrous. Or I'm tripping. Hmm. <clears throat> Would you consider Young Thug in that? In that lane? Okay, okay. You bring up a, you bring up a solid point. I consider Young Thug. Um, uh, disruptive, mm, okay. but not silly. Right, right, okay. Same thing with Lil Nas X. That nigga not silly. Right. That nigga not funny at all. Right. <laughs> right. I think, I think so. Then, ludicrous. We got some comments. I think some people got some things they want to okay. say. Make the music with your mouth, Biz. Uh. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> you turn, you turn the I did. Oh, I forgot you did the clap. Go ahead. What, what's the comment? He says, the casual collisions are deteriorating, if not completely cannibalized. How do we run into things we would not ordinarily... Oh, you're talking about with, with natural discovery. I don't know. It might be too late. I mean, no, no, it's not too late. At this point, in order to naturally discover, you have to be intentional about, about finding things. <laughs> that sounded so unintelligent. But in order, to, in order to find new things, you must seek out things that are not within your current sphere. Like, I wonder if... Uh, if you ever catch me on, if you ever catch me on a rainy day, you will catch me listening to punk music, alternative music. You catch me listening to all types of shit, and I wonder if, like, if 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 the members of the current hip hop generation even like fuck with Third Eye Blind. You know what I mean? Will they ever find a Michelle Branch other than outside of a white chicks? I don't know. I don't know. Do you get to love Avril Lavigne if the only thing you listen to is the curated hip-hop playlist that Apple provides to you based on the record labels who pay the most money to get Apple to provide that playlist for them? Hmm. <clears throat> That's a good point. Um, and you know, my, my current theory right now, you know, I'm working on a lot of theories at the same time. My current theory right now is you niggas don't care about shit that happened between 1983 and 1989. Right? And I and, and I because history, history, the retelling of history has not caught up to eighty three or eighty nine. Between nineteen eighty three and nineteen eighty nine, Paula Abdul and Lionel Richie were the most popular artists on the planet. The planet. Paula Abdul was trending last week on Twitter, and I saw a whole bunch of millennials and Gen Z people talking like, "Who's Paula Abdul?" What? <laughs> they don't even remember her from American Idol, let alone the bitch can dance. Right. Wow. <clears throat> Lionel Richie got a song out right now. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't heard it. Because <laughs> y'all listen to the radio. <laughs> I heard it on the radio. Yeah. 
I have made it intentional to listen to the radio at least once or twice a week. Whatever comments we got, sweetheart. What's up, Shashanan? Good morning. Good morning. Um, Embrace. Embrace. Paul Rific says, do you think there are too many samples slash remakes on modern tracks? Ooh, that's a great question. That was a question that was proposed to me yesterday on, on the Chaos and Culture question as well. So I'm listening. I had a thought the other day that, like, listening to the radio, and I'm hearing the beat that's got some chop soul into it, right? And I'm like, damn, Kanye started doing chop soul in 99, 2000. That's when he started doing that shit. It's been 21 years, and niggas are still chopping soul. I haven't heard the next iteration of Chop and Soul. The, well, I guess you drill would be the next iteration of hip hop that I think was pushing forward. But the drill nigga, the the pop smoke nigga died. So I feel like drill kind of took a, um, kind of took a, kind of took American drill kind of took a step back. Now at the same time, I'm not the youngest chicken in the yard, so maybe that shit is popping right now. Um, um, do I think there's too much happening? I think. I think I would be old to say that there's too much happening at the moment. I remember when I was listening to Through the Wire for the first time, and my mother was like, uh-uh, that's Chaka God. <laughs> she was so disrespected. I'd hate to be that nigga to turn on the radio and hear Chris Brown singing Case, and like, uh-uh, that's Case. <laughs> Niggas borrow all the time. Is it too much happening? Probably. Probably in the sense of like it's too much happening against the balance of what should be original music or some type of originality. Um, but ain't nothing. There's nothing new under the sun. I just wonder what these kids gonna sample. If we sampling, we got all the samples, and we using all the the references and shit. What the fuck? Oh what the fuck? God. Next generation gonna do samples of the samples? You ever seen a copy of a copy? Ass. Isn't that what? Isn't that what Tory Lanez <laughs> does? <laughs> samples of samples. Right. We gonna have samples of Tory Lane. Samples of samples. It's going to be all DJ Khaled's in the future. <laughs> Hello. Um, he also says Ski Master Slump God could be a runner-up. You know what I just thought about? What's up? Riff Raff. I don't want to give credit <laughs> to no white man. But man, <laughs> that nigga silly. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, Chuck says the baby. <laughs> Call Me Wave says unintentionally niggas be clowning. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> niggas just clowns. Right. Not even clown rappers. They just clowns. Right. The baby bitch ass. <laughs> I mean, I guess before he started beating everybody up, yeah. When he when uh, there was a moment when I felt like they, the baby was going into a more absurd way because mm-hmm. he looks absurd. Yeah. Like he's like five two with a big ass head, these big ass teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about I beat your ass. And didn't do it. But, right. <laughs> like, he's about it. like he's he is an absurd person. <laughs> He's a very. Have y'all ever seen the baby standing next to other people? <laughs> this is a very little person. I put this nigga in my pocket. <laughs> uh, keep going. Um, Chuck also said Young Thug does things for shock factor. Right. And then Call Me Wave says Fresh Prince was kind of a parody. Yash says the baby. And then he said, Wait, Lionel is getting spins now. No disrespect, I promise. Yeah, Lionel on the record on the radio right now. Let me tell you something. And Lionel Richie good. You can play Lionel Richie all you want to. Lionel Richie is good. He's sitting on his multi-billion dollar estate. And he on, uh, he's on American Idol right now too, right? Is he's he? still on? I don't know, man. JB, what's up? I seen your name. What's up, man? Who's that? Misha Enriquez. Misha Enriquez. Kendall, what's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. Make sure we say good morning to the lady of the house. Don't make me beat y'all up now. And then Empress says they already sampling Fantasia and shit. Damn, who? <laughs> There's a T-Pain song where T-Pain samples T-Pain. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where we at with it. T-Pain samples bartender or buy or buy you a drink. I'm like, damn. Is it that old? It is. <laughs> damn. Buy you a drink about 15, 16 years old. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Look up, look up buy you a drink. When buy you a drink oh. came out, you couldn't even think about drinking. When Buy You a Drink came out, you ain't know no names of drinks. You ain't know no names of drinks. Buy You a Drink was like 03, right? Probably. 03, 04. God damn, that was, oh my God. That was almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Oh, freshman high school. Shout out to Shannon. What's up, yeah. Shannon? What's up, JB? Uh, shout out to my Rickards High alumni. Okay, we all went to Rickards. Me, y'all, T-Pain. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good morning, Janelle. Janelle. Trying to get Janelle on the uh, on the Bridge Podcast Network, but we're not gonna put our business in the street. What else we got going on? Um, we got more comments, so I gotta keep talking. You know, Paul said he was also gonna say Tory Lanez. Um, Eat with JB says yes, they will absolutely sample the sample. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll be sampling the sample, and in forty years, we gonna hear a sh- you. In forty years, we gonna be riding in the car, and we are gonna hear through the wire, word for word. Beat for beat, bar for bar, tempo for tempo, and it's gonna be somebody not named Chaka Khan. I, I, we gonna sample so much, niggas gonna get back to the original. I'm telling you. I mean, but this is not the first time that this has happened in music history. What you mean? I'm thinking. No, of, it's not. Yeah, because like I can't even think of any examples, but I know there are songs in the '80s that have been sampled like time and time again. Like uh, uh, Lauren, Lauren Hill and mm-hmm. um, right. Roberta Flack uh, mm-hmm. killing me softly. Right. Only difference is, I ain't heard nobody on all these remakes. Mm-hmm. I ain't heard nobody do a Lauren Hill quality level remake of a song of Killing Me Softly. I haven't heard it. People don't have that type of talent anymore. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Another theory that I discussed on that podcast. Make sure y'all check out this podcast because I didn't gave up all. I didn't gave it all up. <laughs> The way you said this podcast. Not this podcast, that podcast. <laughs> Make sure y'all check out that podcast. My goodness, I didn't give up all the secrets to the, what I talked about in the podcast. Um, what did I just say? Uh, Lauren Hill and... Um, oh, talent. Talent, yeah. So, it has come to my attention, and I have this conversation with my music friends all the time. Uh, it has come to my attention that... Or, let me just not come to my attention. I have, I have observed that in music today, the average music listener is intimidated by greatness. It's the only explanation. It's the only explanation. It's the only explanation of why we can have, why Brent Fayez has hit records and Ari Lennox has trouble staying on the radio. Okay. (laughs) It's the only explanation. It's the only explanation why we can have... uh, uh, songs that are more vibes than structure while talented individuals <laughs> remain unknown. Because people don't have the range. To it's not even... It's people pe- whew, People don't have the range of talent and at the same time... No, I'm talking about the consumers. Right. Yeah. People don't have the capacity to listen to something that's greater than them. Yeah, right. My theory is when Ari Lennox come on in the car, to the average music listener, I'm not talking about the Wake and Bake with People Nice because y'all not average. When I'm when the average music listener hears uh, uh, Jasmine Sullivan in the car and she get to hitting them notes, instead of being like, ooh, that girl can sing, they like, I can't hit them notes. I don't want to hear her no more. I can't sing along. I can't participate. Mm-hmm. I can't engage. You know what I'm saying? This ain't for me. She's singing for herself. I don't want to engage. Let me turn on something that's a little more vibey that might be a little more salacious, that might be connected to something I'm more comfortable to, et cetera, et cetera. Which, interesting enough, this is a great transition to talk about Lovecraft Country. New theory. New wake and bake with BMO theory. Popularity and quality are non-synonymous. Popularity is not even a a metric of quality. Mm-hmm. They are two totally different characteristics. And in a, and in in an era where individuals are no longer discovering new music, in an era where music, black music specifically, doesn't seem to be pushing forward on a mainstream level, in an era where music is beginning the same and t- beginning to sound the same, and T Pain is having conniptions on Twitch, T Pain. T-Pain. Right. T-Pain, who was often ridiculed within the music industry for being too different, for being too corny, for trying to have too much of a nuance. T-Pain is the individual out here having conniptions talking about doing different shit. T-Pain is the individual who reinvigorated auto-tune for his personal aesthetic. It destroyed music for about six years 
and then he came back and he's still doing auto tune with with greatness. Right. T Pain is having conniptions saying that y'all need to make better music. In that era, in that era, how could you trust popularity and statistics as a metric for something that is good? It used to be. It used to be when you turn on the radio, you're like, oh shit, this nigga made it to the radio? Wow. Man. Man. <laughs> you would think, you would think, and because you have that mindset, I'm gonna fuck you up a little bit more. Because you have that mindset, when you go into your Apple Music or you go into your Spotify and you see a music something on a, on the main page, you're like, wow, this individual made it. No. Right. They didn't. It's a different thing. Making it to the radio in 97 meant beating a, a gatekeeper, which basically meant like individuals was looking for quality. Right. After 97, not so much. It's a crazy thought. It's a crazy thought. Which reminds me, how can you have 18 Emmy nominations, nominations based on the quality of a show, but still be canceled because you didn't drive enough viewers to the show. I, I still don't understand how. Because popularity and quality are two different situations. But I, I don't understand how it wasn't popular. You don't understand how Lovecraft Country wasn't popular? Okay, I mean amongst the black community. Here's the thing. That's all we were talking oh, about. Oh, I definitely, but... We're not big game. enough? It's only 13% of the country, yeah. man. Um, here's a good tale. The other day we were watching uh, a, a, a YouTube channel I like to watch. It's like, I think it's the Corridor Crew or some shit like that. And they do visual effects um, reactions. Mm -hmm. And this particular show, they had uh, a focus on HBO Max shows. Natalie! <laughs> um, that's what be random to the people who just heard it. Mm. Uh, Corridor, the Corridor Boys did a VFX reaction to HBO Max shows. Mm -hmm. The three shows they had were Game of Thrones, uh, Lovecraft Country, and I think Westworld. Okay. Um, these white boys obviously did not watch Lovecraft Country. <laughs> Why? You can tell. <laughs> They were impressed by the visuals, but just how they were talking about the show, you could tell they hadn't like talked about it. They hadn't really engaged it past probably like the first episode. Mm. And I'm sitting there thinking like, they watched the first episode, they love the visual effects, why didn't they watch the second episode? Right. You know I ain't watch the second episode. Mm -hmm. The same reason why people don't listen to our legs in the car. Mm. It didn't directly involve them. It didn't directly engage them. Mm. So instead of trying to engage in art that might be different from them or or discover something that may be outside of them, what these individuals decided to do was um, not watch. And it's funny because each episode they do like a, a good VFX and a bad VFX. Mm -hmm. The bad VFX was in, somehow was placed in the Lovecraft Country situation. I don't even remember what they said. Something about like shadowing might have been off and I was like, interesting. Interesting. All but right. y'all sucking the, the hell out of the dick out of fucking Game of Thrones, whatever, right. <laughs> whatever though. Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting as we as we see what's happening with Lovecraft Country, and I'm very interested to see how HBO continues their response on the cancel the cancelization of the cancellation, not cancelization, the cancellation of uh, Lovecraft Country. Um, I'm 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 curious to see the excuses that they make for saying that this isn't a good thing. I'm also, so the last show that this happened to is actually Manifest, which is funny because I'm kind of watching it through you, but I'm not watching it through you. Right. So the first season was on NBC, and the first season got Emmy nominations, mm -hmm. and then NBC canceled it. Mm, really? Yeah, and then I think Netflix picked it up or some other studio picked it up, and now it's on Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there is a... Netflix canceled it, too. Right. There is a... Uh, uh, there is a stark difference between the first and second season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And as I'm seeing that Lovecraft Country has been picked up by HBO Max, not HBO Max, by Apple Plus TV, I'm hoping that there isn't a stark difference in quality between the second two seasons. Because I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't be counting money like that because I don't really got billions like that. But is HBO Max and Apple Plus Max money the same? Mm. Mm. Is it the same money? I know HBO Max got, got bread, but I don't know about Apple Plus. Because <laughs> Courtney B. Vance ain't cheap. Right. Very small. These should these end of they shouldn't be cheap. They probably are cheap. They shouldn't be cheap. Right. This VFS work shouldn't be cheap. We got some comments as I continue to talk about Lovecraft Country. It is interesting to me. Eighteen Emmy nominations canceled by HBO Max. We're gonna restart uh, uh, Lovecraft Country. If you are old, wake and bake will be more night. If you've been here for a while, then you know in regards to Lovecraft Country, I owe you something. Do they remember? I don't remember. You don't remember? <laughs> what is it? I'm supposed to have the uh, uh, the discussion guide. I was going to create a discussion guide oh, with the episode, episode of Lovecraft Country because I the 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 whew, the talking points in Lovecraft Country still one of my favorite episodes of Who Wake It Wake We Be Mo, which I think might be pre podcast. What podcast? This podcast. No. I think it might be show. on IGTV. That's what oh, I'm saying. Okay. I don't think it's on like the podcast no, 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 platform. It's yeah. I think it's on IGTV, which I might have to find it. One of my favorite episodes is uh, the shrinkage conversation. It was a two-part episode. First episode when I found out that maybe, what well, no, not maybe, I am shrinking the lady of the house. And the second episode of how the fuck do I get out the way? Come on, Hippolyta. Damn, that was some good TV, man. We got to rewatch that. So uh, uh, if you haven't watched, let's, let's read some comments, but if you haven't watched Lovecraft Country, by far, by far, we talk about the, the black greatness of our era, Misha Green. We need to put Misha Green in the same conversation as Donald Glover when it comes to Atlanta, the same conversation as Issa Rae when it comes to Insecure, uh, and the same conversation as uh, John Singleton as it comes to Snowfall. The, this is the Mount Rushmore of our entertainment. Mm -hmm. Black-owned, black-produced, uh, 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 black-focused, black excellence. And not the cheap-ass black excellence you be talking about that go on your social media shit. The real black excellence. Excellence. No shade. Let's read some comments. That was all the shade. I didn't mean to shade nobody. It was a little shady. <laughs> they, the people who got shaded, they know who it was. <laughs> Who's in the house, we got? All right, so we got Aquila. Aquila! Mama Lane. Good morning. Mama Lane, you got to come out to the games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to come to the games, Mama. I got to see you. At, you got to come at least to game five. Is you got to come to the work? games. Huh? Is he putting in work? Is he? Hey, your daughter is going to work. Yeah. I know you've probably seen her plenty of times growing up. <laughs> right. But, woo, she put these white men in a blender. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? She has some white men that's like, what the? What happened just now? Well, black women mad. That's black girl mad. They was mad. Yeah. They was mad. Be mad, bitch. They were trying to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying like it's our ball. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. That ain't y'all ball. <laughs> no, it's not. Keep going. Who we got? What up, Shep? Come on, man. Good morning. Janelle said that open serious conversations in regards to the Who love Crap Country? Yeah. Oh man. No, the uh the shrinkage conversation. Mm -hmm. If you with your significant other right now, or if you're gonna see them later, just ask them, do you have to shrink around me? Tell them to be honest. It didn't change your behavior. Shouldn't have to shrink. There should be abundance around here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What's up, Johnson? Good morning, man. And Roshan Barnes. Roshan Barnes. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> huh? Is he? <laughs> Demet <laughs> and Imani, both wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who else uh, we got in the house? Is good morning. Good morning. Q said Apple versus Viacom. This could be wild if Apple wants it. And then Paul it said, I think wild. it's different money. Oh, you think it's different money? Okay. Good morning, okay. Brandon. B. What up, B? Paul Rific says, uh, reaction formulation. Oh, formation. Mm. Natalie says, I think Lovecraft was too perfect, so they didn't want it to be tainted. You know, after the first season, my thought was, you don't even go, don't even go for a second season. Let's just do something else. <laughs> Let's just do something oh, else, because that shit, that shit was great. Right. That shit was great. Um, but then I seen, did y'all see the leaks of the, of the, the writing Bible from Misha Green? No. 
she had like uh, maybe on Thursday I'll get back to putting the content on the screen, but she had a uh, it was basically a map of the divided states, and I was very interested to see what it was gonna be, and it has like some episode titles on there. It was really interesting. Mm. Uh, Saskia from uh, 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 Juneteenth. Oh, good morning. Y'all should be in the same crew. <laughs> we said this already. I won't put your business in the street, though. Who we got? Who's what? Wave say. I think the problem is we approach black music like. Wait, I think the problem is we approach black music like it's a monolith when there is so much diversity that black art in general is quality shit out, but niggas like the baby get all the funding. <coughs> Precisely. If you listen to, please go listen to the Chaos of Culture show and all the fly kids. My goodness, I feel like I gave up all the talking points, but go listen to the podcast. You can hear me talk about it more. I won't reference that. I'll reference this. The Ghetto Boys were on the uh, the Breakfast Club recently, and Willie D, that's Willie D and Scarface, they were talking about how this generation might be the first generation who will not get the experience the best this generation has to offer. We will get the niggas who pay for it. Mm. Keep going. How do you feel about the song White Tea by Summer Walker? I feel like it could be a new vibe or a new type of flow. Your thoughts? Never heard it. Go get the speaker. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 let's see what they, let's see what it's hitting on. <laughs> you said, oh, oh, all right. I'm going to keep reading some comments while the lady of the house is getting the speaker. What we got here? Uh, Wave says the artist is no longer required to strike for greatness. Mm, damn. Um, uh oh. I don't know where my phone is. Probably in the car. Yeah, it's probably in the car. What are the comments we got there? I can't read and talk at the same time. Dumbass TV. Uh, Q said, what does it mean to be entertained instead of per to participate in a celebration of the beauty of still creating or crafting art, in this case, music? Oh, what is the difference? Oh, man. I feel like I feel like there has there has been caused a division. That's a very good point, Q. There's a division between. Wow, because when you when you participate in art, when you're at a gallery, Right. If we go to a gallery, when you go into the gallery, the main purpose of the gallery is not to entertain you, is to present art. Correct. Right. And even within art, when I look at a piece or when I participate in a piece of art, the output, the desired output of that art could be intentionally not to entertain me. That's true. I think about a book that I've read twice now. I read it when I was in high school and I read it when the pandemic started. It's called The Plague by Albert Camus. Mm -hmm. Right, I sound like a smart-ass nigga reading Albert, Albert Camus, the mm -hmm. French philosopher, uh, who will turn into a fictional writer as well. Uh, uh, when I was in high school, I made arguments in class that the book was purposefully boring. The language that the author used and the cadence that he used and the diction that he used was long-winded and intended to make the audience feel bored until the plague hit and then the shit turned up. But the shit only turned up for like 12 pages. Oh, well. And niggas died. Right? Niggas was looking at a... I just, I, the only part I remember is some dude was dying and was looking at a boy and was like, oh, I wish I could be as innocent as that child again. And then he died. <laughs> the output of that book wasn't necessarily to entertain people. It was a, it was a, it was a point to deliver... It was a, I'm sorry, it was a fictional narrative used to deliver a philosophical point, not necessarily the use of entertainment. Right. I think about that in the same way that I think about education. When I'm sitting in front of a class giving a lecture, my output is an entertainment. My output is education. Right. Sometimes I have to hack entertainment in order to get to the education, but at the end of the day, I'm training your mind to accept education. The point of art is not to entertain you. And that extends to music. Are you entertained? Sure. Entertain, entertainment is an output. Of entertainment is an output. Hit the button for me. But when Ari Lynch is singing her ease, <laughs> she's expressing herself. Yeah, right. 
It's not to get you to buy the album. It's to get you to empathize. You too want to be broken off. You too want some garbanzo beans. You too need some shea butter, baby. Niggas got here, got here fucked up. Oh, you supposed to do shit that I like. No, I'm not. <laughs> right. That's what algorithms do. They got you fucked up. I'm not even here to entertain you. Uh-oh. Oh. Let's see if that number in the corner go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck this nigga B-Mo. <laughs> you don't want to entertain me. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, we we lost one. <laughs> no, nah, that's a seven second delay. That's we not gonna know until a couple seconds oh, from now. Yeah. Although hilarious. But no, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here expressing myself. We are empathizing on the same points. Right. We are engaging in conversation. When somebody asked me if this is a podcast, this is the live, I said no, it's the brainstorm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brainstorm. Another funny point I had when I was in the car yesterday, I was just driving. Me and the lady, I was just driving. I think we was going to the going to the plug. What? I mean, I was, we was just, just driving. I just and I, I muted the music and I broke out in the chuckle. And you were like, "What's so funny?" And I was like, "Niggas really get an attitude with me when I be pushing them to be greater than what they are. When I have expectations of them that are beyond their expectations for themselves." Niggas really get mad at me at that, but then call me by my name. <laughs> it's Bemo. Yeah. You thought it was cute? It's not a name, it's a reminder. Not just for me, but for you as well. We'll get to the comments. I forgot what I was talking about. Are you making a comment? Oh, the lady in the house is in the chat. <laughs> Sav, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Danielle. And congrats. She graduated. Oh, congrats, Danielle. <laughs> nice. What I thought you I was just saying congrats to Sam. Like, did I miss it? Oh no. <laughs> did I miss it? Mm -hmm. Uh you said look at what Amazon did with Expanse and I'm anti Bezos. Expanse. I don't know what Expanse is. The show? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Expanse. I forgot. Did we watch that in the pandemic? No. We didn't watch The Expanse? No. All right, Q, we're going to watch The Expanse. I did watch, uh, Q, to your to your uh, uh, recommendation, I did watch Galaxy Quest. That shit was all right. What up, Malik? What up, Jordan? You two want garbanzo beans. It's true. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's true. You gotta keep reading. I can't read that far. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you got uh, it. I can only read. Thank you. Janelle says, thank you. We complain just like our parents did, but who are we to tell someone their crack isn't good enough because we don't like it? Right. Right. It's like me walking walking into a, a poker contest. Poker. Not poker. Poker. P-O-L-K-A. <laughs> <laughs> a poker contest being like, oh, this shit trash. Oh, no. Twelve days? Oh shit, son! Oh, wow. Wait, is twelve days on a Tuesday or Thursday? Yes, right? No, that's a Friday <laughs> or a Sunday. Wait, yeah, twelve days Sunday. from now? That's a Sunday. Damn! <laughs> I tell you, you gotta pull up. You gotta pull up with us on live with the doctor. What? I got a word for the doctor. Now look, son. Now look, son. I will come fuck you up. Nick something the wrong way. I'm. I, ooh, I'm coming to New Orleans. <laughs> I'm beating ass. Come on, man. 12 days, Sav, sending you great energy and strength and whatever you're supposed to send. Healing. Healing. Yeah. Yeah. Lady of the house, no. We'll else? bring you a crystal. <laughs> what? what crystal is good for? Uh, although, I did hear a very interesting point the other day. I did hear, can uh, Janelle, I think it might have been you to put it on your stories. Uh, it might have been Janelle. No, I'm sorry. It was Jalissa, who's about to have a baby. Can we normalize baby showers? Post baby for the mother. Because we don't know that kid. <laughs> we don't know that guy. We don't know that girl. We don't know you. 
You got blood family and shit. It, we don't know you. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. But like, okay, what about the needs? Like, you know, the things that you get. We get both. Huh? We get both. We have needs. Like, people give diapers and, you know, and all the things. I mean, we can have two. We can have two. There's a baby shower <laughs> and there's a mama shower. Yeah, I mean. So you want to have a party to celebrate the mom, basically. That's external like, from the. Yeah, like, like. Yeah, how long? How long did you play it? Like eight weeks? Like two months after, two months after you had a baby, you should be able to cross into motherhood, <laughs> and we should get you crossing gifts and jackets and spa days. And if you're a single mom, we'll get you a gigolo. You can beat them guts now. Come on now. What? <laughs> Come on now. You're saying a lot huh? of things. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Postpartum is a, is, a, is a thing, right? Yeah. How can the community help? What can we do? And what I'm saying is like, like, okay, you had a baby child at seven months. Then you had a baby at nine months. Then you had the baby for another two months. Mm-hmm. That's what? Four months? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it ain't no bad. I got some more money in four months. Uh, <laughs> I could get another gift in four months. We could chip in for some for some high quality dick in four months. Jesus Christ. We could fly in somebody. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's up? We can all chip in for a spa day. God damn. I'm, you going to tell me I'm wrong? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hold on, hold on. Go with the. I think I just the sad just say. Trust me, my old man. Bringing bring the. Job. That's what I thought she said. That's what I. That's my nigga, man. <laughs> I don't even know my man's here. He is an. He is an inspiration to me. That's right. Come strapped up to the hospital. I, ooh, ooh, I beat everybody ass in here. <laughs> I'm not playing. Get a 22 to my son. He can hold it. What's up? <laughs> Playing? What's up? What the comments say? I'm wilding. I'm wrong. I'm no, tripping. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Akila said a mama shower should death be a thing. Everyone signs up for a babysitting weekend. Yeah. 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 She called it a babysitting weekend. I'm trying to be direct about it. <laughs> okay, I'm trying. We can send you somewhere too. <laughs> He can stop by. He don't got to stay. We don't need crowding space. Get the fuck out of here. Do your job and leave. Okay. Let's go. All I'm saying is, if August Alcina is knocking down all the 45 plus black women in Hollywood, okay, did the, the, the regular black women need some love too? We can find somebody. Damn. <laughs> Emperor said, not chip in. Yes. Right. We could chip in. Niggas are cheap. Get a nigga do it for seventy five dollars and uh, nigga do it for free. Hey, pull up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's in it for me? What you mean? <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, it's shit, it's shit. <laughs> Janelle says, "Stop telling us what to do and give us money." <laughs> All right, that works too. <laughs> that works too. That's hilarious, though. Ah, I see Sad says sign me up for the mommy's day. Oh, yeah. Let's pull up with, for you. Uh, who's this noise you just made? <laughs> I cannot wait to play that back. No. <laughs> you know, like, when you got smoke in your mouth and you're trying to laugh, but, like, you don't want to burn your throat? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that. Okay. It ain't happening because it's never like, anywhere. Uh huh. What are the comments we got? Said a village like shit. Well, yeah. How can we help? <coughs> That's all I want to know. What was we talking about that? What was we talking about before we was talking about Sav on next Sunday? Hey. <laughs> That's what's up, though. Uh, you were talking about Galaxy Quest. Um, Galaxy Quest was good. Oh, we still talking about Love Country? Maybe when, not maybe, when we rewatch. I had to create the discussion guide because there's some great there's some great points, mm-hmm. great points. Um, 
and some complex discussions that'll happen within the situation. Oh shit, it's fifty five. You got any um burning <laughs> questions for the roach? We missed a lot of comments. That's okay. Well, I mean, we can go. Oh, what's your burning question for the roach? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, read some more. I think. <laughs> huh? Read some comments more. I think. <laughs> oh, there ain't too many. Uh, art can stand on the platform of informative entertainment. The audience places opinionated pressures of what they want and must chill. Text from appreciating the work. Thanks, Akiva. Um, <laughs> stop telling us what to do and give us money. That's fair. Um, oh, Laboratory by Mitch. Welcome, welcome to the show, man. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Burning question for the roach, young lady. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um... Okay, this is a question that I had from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I'm ready. Uh, how do we protect our culture? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't know if you can answer this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> because our own people seem to have a tendency to want to sell it out to the highest bidder. Oh, or Lord. you're just giving away secrets, you know? Yeah. All right, give me a secret right now. What? <laughs> give me a secret. Give me a black secret. A black secret. Uh, it's not necessarily a secret, but I would say, like, the meals on, like, New Year's, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day or whatever, like, that's a... That's a black tradition. It's a black tradition. And you feel like that needs to be protected from. Well, that, that's just an example I could think of off the top of my head. Well, I'm just, like, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Right. What does that need to be protected from? Capitalism. But not, like I'm saying, not that specifically, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, box braids or, you know, stuff like that. Can you give me an example? No, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm thinking of an, I'm trying to think of an example in which black culture was gentrified away from blackness, but was no longer considered black. And I'm thinking about hip hop. They not they say, but hip hop is 90, 87% white demographic. You said hip hop? Yeah. 87 to 90 percent of the people who buy hip hop are white. Wow. What is hip hop white? No. No. Will hip hop ever be white? Maybe. But what would it take for hip hop to be white? The same thing that it took for country to be white. Exile or voluntary uh, expulsion. Okay. <clears throat> Meaning to say that hip-hop stops being a black culture tradition when we stop making it a black culture tradition. Answering your question, how do we protect our culture? Mm -hmm. I don't think we can. And I don't think we should. Should might not be the right word. I don't think we can protect it, and I don't think there's a reason to. Mm, I would disagree with there being a reason to. If white folks suddenly started adopting box braids tomorrow, unless we stopped wearing box braids, yeah. that doesn't make it less black. In my opinion. No. If the shit already happens now, like white folks trying to do what black people are doing all the time, that doesn't inherently make it less black. To me, when black people stop participating in an activity, that makes it less black. I don't even really give a fuck what white people do. Honestly. 
A white man sees me on the show talking a certain way, sees me walking down the street a certain way, and he starts emulating that walk, that's not going to change my behavior. I don't give a fuck. Now this nigga started making money off of my show format and the way I walk. Now I got a bit of an attitude because now, now you're selling my shit and you know you took my shit. But it doesn't make it inherently less black, in my opinion. Okay. <clears throat> now, when you're talking about like protecting black, protecting culture from like uh, capitalism, you got a fair point there. You have a fair point there. That brings up the Juve conversation. And even, what song is that? Is it What a Man? On, was it Rakuten? That commercial? With yeah. The, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Stuff like that. That's when you got to play the game to win the game. That's when we're talking about, like, I would love, <laughs> instead of it being that white man's name on the trademark for Juve, it should have been Michael B. Jordan's name on the trademark for Juve, or whoever his Trinidadian friend name was on the trademark for Juve, or the organization or the, the foundation for Trinidad and Tobago. Their name should have been on the trademark for Juve because that's how you protect it from the legal capital, capitalized way of manipulating our culture. It's gonna be funny when they trade when they trade. It's gonna be funny when they rename Trader Joe's to Finna. <laughs> you laughing? <laughs> SNL said that uh, the future of language is ebonics, and that's that's also my point too. <clears throat> Maybe we'll be safer in the future. Ha. We want to thank y'all for listening to the uh, Bridge Podcast Network's Way Can Make We Be Mo. Yeah. Make sure y'all check out WIBridgeDC.com for other Bridge Podcast Network shows. We got some comments. Oh, we do have some comments. Oh, yeah. What we got? What we got? What we got? What we got? Oh, okay. Um, we do not. says we cannot become romantic about our culture. Mm. Akita says perfect time to have what? Have your dad perform your theme song? Band. Oh, band. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she won this band so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a year. Oh, right. it's been a year. Has it been a year? It's been a year. It's been a year. Q says it is constantly in the process of light rather than a being of consumed power. He says rock and roll. Mm. Q says they can sing a gospel song, but they do not have gospel. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> they can sing a gospel song, but they do not have gospel. Paul Weaver says heavy metal, Jimmy. Uh, Detroit River says the Harlem Shake concert. <sighs> <laughs> Damn, they sure the fuck did gentrify the Harlem Shake. Uh, What's the white Harlem Shake look like? You, don't you like stand still and then you just kind of like what do you do like you just like move your body you like, like an inflatable wacky tube man just yeah, now that, that's <laughs> 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 uh, laboratory by Mitch says blacks only consume 13% of music film entertainment yeah, it's only 13% of us damn that's a good point though oh, I have a depressing thought I'll share with you on Thursday okay don't forget I won't he says jazz, blues, hip hop, punk, metal, disruption with the promise of exile. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Akira says we can def definitely protect our culture. <laughs> Not white people stole disruption with the promise <laughs> of exile. <laughs> Shit. Not a whole process. Damn. <coughs> Goodness gracious. Janelle says they already have us on TikTok, but we can't protect our culture when we have our own people uplifting white folks stealing our shit. I know more black folks support the Kardashians than I do white. Ooh. That's true. <laughs> Akiva says we are not in love with our culture enough to find means to preserve it. It is ours. We don't recognize how much power we truly possess. That's real too. Busy Blue. Good morning. Oh, what's up? Good oh, what's morning, up? Owen. Oh, what's up, man? Uh, and Lou just joined on. Okay, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. Thank you. Uh, join me on Thursday 
mm-hmm. uh, for more. Hawaii make we be more. Yeah. Heard the growling there. Oh, what a difference. <laughs> this true love can provide. It's my outro song. It's my outro song. Outro song. Outro song. <laughs> oh, so much in love. Ah. <laughs> oh, I'm like a god horn. Uh, oh, why does that turn the speaker on if you don't have your phone? I don't know. You told me to get the speaker. I told you to get the speaker so we can play Summer Walker. And we ain't never played no Summer Walker. Right. We ain't do none of that. In love. It was uh, White Tea. White Tea. Oh, before. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, okay. All right, I'm gonna stop fake singing on y'all. Okay. I'll see y'all. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs>